Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Hello and welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. I'm Rohit Maswani, Client Portfolio Manager at Omnis Investments and here to take you through what's happened in markets last week. As always, we start in the US, where stock markets fell during the week, with the S&P 500 down over 2.5%. Market sentiment was dented by two things. First, we had mixed corporate earnings reports. We'll come on to that in a moment. And second, we continue to have concerns about higher interest rates for longer. And this latter one impacted bond markets significantly. But let's talk a little bit about corporate earnings. It was quite a busy week for earnings reports out of companies in the US and investors seemed to particularly focus on results from Amazon, Alphabet, which is a parent of Google, from Meta Platforms, the parent of Facebook, and Microsoft. Now, all of these are members of the mega cap technology-focused group of stocks that is commonly known as the Magnificent Seven and has helped drive positive market results in the US earlier in the year. Although most metrics reported by these companies showed decent growth and exceeded expectations, markets seemed to pounce on indications of rising expenses which weighed on share prices. On the economic side of things, data showed that the US economy grew at an annualised pace of 4.9% in the third quarter of this year, highlighting how resilient the US economy continues to be. Moving to Japan next, where stock markets also fell over the week, with the Nikkei 225 down 0.9%. Challenges in global bond markets across the world due to concerns of higher interest rates staying around for longer, this together with geopolitical tensions weighed on market sentiment at the start of the week. But investor demand after a few challenging weeks, a rebound in technology stocks and a fresh dose of Chinese economic stimulus helped Japanese stock markets recoup some of the losses. We move to China next, where markets rose with the CSI 300 up almost 1.5%. Signs that the economy may be stabilising appear to have lifted investor sentiment. Profits at industrial firms in China increased again in September, showing that demand is improving, boosting hopes that parts of China's economy may have bottomed. We turn to European stocks, which broadly finished lower on the week amid uncertainties about interest rates, the economy and conflicts in the Middle East. The Eurostoxx 50 was down 0.3%. The European Central Bank kept interest rates on hold, raising expectations that rates may have finally peaked in the Eurozone. After increasing interest rates 10 consecutive times, the European Central Bank left its key deposit rate unchanged at 4%, and reiterated that maintaining this level for a long enough period would help to bring inflation down to the medium-term target of 2%. The governing council at the European Central Bank also said that previous rate increases were already dampening economic demand. In economic news, business activity in the Eurozone appears to be worsening as we enter the final three months of the year. And finally, we come to the UK, where the FTSE 100 fell 1.5% and bonds also fell during this week. The UK's unemployment rate rose 4.2% in the three months through August. Separately, a survey of purchasing managers is showing that business activity in the private sector remained weak and contracting for the third month running in October. 
That's where we'll wrap it up today. It was a difficult week for global markets with the same narrative leading the way. Interest rates may have peaked, but are likely to stay at these levels a little longer. This despite certain parts of the economy beginning to show signs of weakness. That's it from us today. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back next week as usual. Have a great week. This podcast has been brought to you by Omnis Investments, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.